The Electric Vehicle Podcast, hosted by Theo Gibson. This podcast could not be brought to you without the help of our generous sponsors. Thanks to our gold sponsor, OEM Audio, leading supplier of charging cables and accessories in New Zealand. Kia ora and welcome to the Electric Vehicle Podcast. My name is Theo Gibson. Today on the show, I am exploring, uh, is it time to upgrade? Now, uh, if you've listened to the show before, um, you'll know that I've got a bit of a history with EVs. I, I converted my own EV in the early days in, in about 2010 and drove that for three years and I, and I loved it. You know, I never thought I would go back to ICE vehicles. And then um, along came my son, Hugo, uh, who is now uh, nearly six, and um, I needed to uh, get a real big boy's job, and uh, I needed to upgrade my vehicle to something that could accommodate large amounts of equipment for my for my job. And lucky for me, I had a car allowance, so uh, I went and chose a vehicle. Now, at the time, uh, it was, this was about 2014, there weren't many options uh to fit my needs in the fully Bev range. So I went with a Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV because I, you know, I had the electric components and the bits that I really enjoyed, you know, the acceleration and the performance and the quietness. And and look, I've really enjoyed the Outlander in lots of ways. Um, it's, a, it's a good family car. It's, you know, it's kind of what is it a mid to large size SUV? Probably, I think you'd class it as. It's pretty big. I mean, it's not hu- huge on the road. It feels uh, uh, pretty good to drive. It's uh, it's a bit it's a bit rocky on the corners. You know, it kind of uh, wobbles around on the corners, but it it feels pretty nice on the road. And I've always really enjoyed it. There were several letdowns with the car. I mean, the battery management system on the car is a bit of a joke. And um, it does kind of artificially deflate your battery's capacity, I think, due to some weird software that's going on there. So my battery range has been decreasing rather rapidly, even while um, Auckland was in lockdown, I saw it decreasing, which, you know, it's not not great, eh? But it still meets a lot of my needs, uh, you know, uh, I can put lots of stuff in it. It's great for um, going on holiday. Uh, I can put my kayaks on the roof racks. I can put storage storage bins on the roof racks. And, uh, you know, it can tow. It's got a towing capacity and it's got four-wheel drive for those sticky situations where you're out on the wop-wops and you want to, you know, um, do some interesting driving. And I've used that from, from time to time. Not all the time. I mean, I, I spend most of my time doing inner city driving, to be honest, but I live out 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 of Auckland and it is nice to have that those abilities in a vehicle but uh, being that I host the electric vehicle podcast I thought it was probably time that I really think seriously about upgrading to a fully electric car I mean I I know the benefits I love them and it's something I'm have always been intending to do um, when the timer is right and for me personally when the price is right and I think MG are offering some pretty exciting options with their new ZS EV. Uh, thank you very much, MG. They, they lent me one for the uh, overnight, so I went and picked it up the other day. 
you know, my first impressions of the car was I really liked the look of it. I thought it was really cool. It was, it's a really nice looking car. And uh, the, only, the only thing that I don't like about the car is I think the wheels could be bigger. You know, I think they've got 17 uh, inch alloys on them, but I would have liked to have seen slightly bigger wheels on the car. But you know, that's that's a minor thing, really. Uh, the advertised range is, um, what are they saying here? They say an advertised range of roughly 250Ks or something like that on the charge. So it's, you know, it's decent. What I'm going to do is, because I'm personally looking at upgrading and I wanted to to uh, really hit the mark on this, is the question I'm asking is, is it the right time to say goodbye to my plug-in hybrid and move to fully electric? Will this car work for me and my family and tick all the boxes I need it to? So... Styling wise, okay, let's 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 go from the styling wise. So I like the look of the car, tick right. Uh, Wheels are a bit small, not such an issue. Inside the car, can I fit? Can my family fit? Now I'm I'm six three. The car I could sit quite comfortably in the driver's seat. I I found it very comfortable, and I can sit quite comfortably in the in the rear seats in the passenger seats, which is actually quite a big thing for me because a lot of uh, my family members are quite tall. When I, I can remember when I looked at the Kona in the early days when it was at uh, EV World a couple of years ago, um, I was really disappointed. I felt quite squished in the back. And uh, that really turned me off the car, which is really strange to say, but it did. It, d- it turned me off the car, even though I know it's uh, in a very impressive vehicle. But the Kona is a lot more expensive. So um, here in New Zealand, MG originally advertised it for four fifty thousand, which is basically what I paid for my PHEV when I bought it. So I bought the first New Zealand new PHEV. Uh, when it came off the market here in New Zealand, and it was a ex dealer car, so I got got it discounted because I think it, at the time it was originally selling for about fifty six thousand, and so I got it for around fifty thousand. And the annoying thing was when that first model rolled off the uh, production line and came to New Zealand, they didn't uh, enable fast charging, which at the time I wasn't too fussed about. But Mitsubishi had this idea that. The Outlander PHEV, you know, there wasn't the charging infrastructure, even though companies like ChargeNet and other and other companies in New Zealand were rolling out all these charges. They they thought it was wasn't going to happen that rapidly, but I guess ChargeNet and and other companies have sh- definitely proven them wrong, haven't they? So I didn't have the fast charging ability. That's never been an issue for me. I never really use public charges because I know what it's like for other. Um, full BEV drivers to need a charge and to find a fare <laughs> parked in the charging spot, even if they're only there for 15 minutes. People tend to get a little bit antsy uh, seeing that uh, the hybrids have an alternate source of energy, um, whereas a BEV, you know, they're, they're relying on that charge. So, yeah, so so the MG was advertised at 50000 Now they're advertising it at 48,990, which is a pretty attractive deal. I think at that price, they are the lowest EV for sale in New Zealand at this time. And I would say that this MG, for me personally, is more attractive than a Leaf, more attractive than a Zoe, more um, attractive than an Ionic or a Kona. There's a lot of bells and whistles in this car. 
Um, so if we just go through the things I'm comparing is I'm comparing FEV features with MG features. So uh, the FEV is four-wheel drive. I do like having it. I don't know if I necessarily need it, but it has got me out of the odd sticky situation every now and then. But if I didn't have a four-wheel drive vehicle, I probably wouldn't be. I've gone into those situations in the first place. So it's much of a muchness there. The MG is just front-wheel drive only. You know, the Outlander has a much smaller range. You know, uh, it was advertised at about 50Ks when I bought the car. I never got that. It was more like 48 or 45 on on BEV. Uh, and it's decreasing quite quite rapidly. Uh, I think I'm probably only getting about 30Ks now these days. But then it does operate in hybrid mode. It does save me a lot of petrol. Um, and it's got a lot of power when I need it. Um, the MG has a battery pack capacity of 44 kilowatt hours. I think I've heard that usable. It's about 38, something like yeah. that. It's, it's, it's a decent range. So, um, yeah. So, And then looking in the car, the materials remind me of the PHEV. So similar kind of <laughs> milk bottle plastics. No, that's not the right word. But the plastics used... Uh, remind me of um, the uh, FEV. I would say the FEV feel, the plastic feels like it's a little bit more scratchable, but it isn't. You know, I've had the car for going on four years, four and a half years now, and I haven't really scratched it that much. It's got synthetic leather in it uh, in the MG. Uh, the Outlander also has leather in it. I have the VRX model. And um, I've always really liked the leather in, in the FEV. It's, it's, it's really nice. And, um, and the centre armrest in the passenger seat's pretty cool. The MG doesn't have uh, armrest in the centre seat. Going on to boot capacity, um, the MG surprised me. The MG had quite a big boot. I wasn't expecting it. Um, it's got a nice little shelf there to put your charge cables, but it's quite a deep boot. It's not, you know, there's a lip on the boot, so you have to um, lift your bags into the boot, whereas the Outlander has a has a kind of a flat boot entrance. And I can also put the seats down flat, so I can, you know, I have carried uh, washing machines and uh, server equipment and quite large items in the Outlander, whereas I wouldn't be able to get that kind of stuff in the MG. The MG has uh, the ability to put on a roof rack and a cargo box, which is pretty cool. So, so does the Outlander. You know, both cars have rails. The, the, the MG, and this is one thing that t I totally loved, has a glass roof, right? So retractable sunshade on the glass, um, glass roof and the glass roof opens, which I thought was a pretty special addition. Um, I know that uh, Mitsubishi Outlanders overseas in the UK, I think, come with a, a small sunroof. But, yeah, there's something gorgeous about having a glass roof on a car. It does slightly worry me if you're putting things on your roof rack and you've got a glass roof. I've got to admit, um, if I'm checking up, uh, checking up, I don't know, a kayak and I've got the glass roof open, oops, that could get a bit messy. But, yeah, yeah look, I was I was pleasantly surprised with that. The uh, entertainment unit is always an interesting one. Everyone likes their toys. So uh, when I first bought the Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV, it had what they call the um, Multimedia Center, which is the MMC system, and it was pretty awful. It was so ridiculously slow. All I really used it for was a headphone, a Bluetooth amplifier unit. Um, the, the maps were... 
New Zealand maps, but typing something into the maps I found very slow and frustrating. Um, so being the tinkerer that I am, what I did was I actually uh, spoke with Mitsubishi here in New Zealand and got a second-hand 2018-2019 uh, Mitsubishi head unit, which I've always really liked. They're quite streamlined and, they, and, and the interface is really nice and the software looks really nice. And I swapped it out and I put it in my 2014 Outlander. And that gave me the ability to do Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. And it also allowed me to still have a lot of the car... Uh, controls and um, settings that I could go into, you know, for you know, there's there's a whole variety of settings on the um, PHEV, uh, and you can also set up charge timers and heated timers and all that sort of stuff. And the VRX model of the PHEV also has an app where you can tap into um, the system and set timers and things like that. Which, to be honest, four years on, I hardly use. I don't really need to check how long the car takes to charge. Um, I've got a wonderful uh, 15 amp uh, charge cable I uh, got from uh, Paul at OEM Audio, and you know that charges the car up in two hours. So it's always ready to go when I need to go out. Yeah, the only thing I lost was when I upgraded the head unit. Uh, I did uh, lose the ability to set the timers for the heater inside the car. I can still do it through the app, but that's what I lost. But not a big deal as I don't use it very often. Anyway, that changed the driving experience for me in the Outlander a lot by just changing that head unit. But you know what? The MG has all those bells and whistles already. So I'm just going to take you through like, so my Outlander has heated seats. The MG has heated seats. Uh, Outlander has now, well, my Outlander now has Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, so does the MG. The um, Outlander no longer has navigation. I have to do that through Android Auto or uh, Apple CarPlay, but the uh, MG system does have navigation. Now, I couldn't play with that much because the review vehicle that I had was a European model. It seemed a little bit slow, but nowhere near as slow as what the maps used to be for me when I had my Outlander. So uh, that was quite interesting. I've, I've, I've watched lots of reviews about the MG and I think they were all a little bit harsh, to be honest. I always had a good feeling about this car. And um, look, I found the, the, the settings and getting through the, uh, and setting everything in the system was pretty um, self-explanatory. I, I didn't struggle too much. There's not a huge number of settings in there. I would say I probably have more settings within my Outlander that I can kind of get lost in, whereas the uh, MG was very user-friendly. Mm-hmm. The only quirk I had with one of the bits of software was when I was um, hitting the source button to change, you know, from Apple CarPlay to radio to, you know, what other music sources... Sometimes when I hit the source button, it wouldn't like an app that was running on Apple CarPlay. So it refused to um, switch back to that app. So, for example, 
If you've heard me talking on this podcast before, you know I do. I another one of my things that I do is audio books, so I'm always listening to audio books. Right, I produce a lot of audio books, so I'm always having to review stuff or listen to stuff or listen to voices. And um, I was very chuffed to discover that the MG quite likes the Audiobooks New Zealand app, which is the app I just built. But it was struggling with the Libby app, which is uh, run by Overdrive, which is an app that um, allows you to get audiobooks from the uh, New Zealand library system. Uh, but anyway, when I pressed the source button and I switched from that app to the radio, it didn't like it. But that was one teeny weeny glitch in what was otherwise a flawless experience for me. The uh, cruise control, the uh, automatic cruise control system was interesting. Um, on the PHEV, it's all done via controls on the um, steering wheel, which is very easy to do. The controls for the cruise control are done with an, a third control stick coming out from the left-hand side of the uh the, the drive shaft area, um, uh, the steering steering wheel column, sorry. And it did take me a, a little bit of time to work out how to use that. I hadn't used a system like that before. But once I managed to kind of pull over and have a play, actually I, 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 drove, I drove the MG to a public f- fast charger uh, to try it out because uh, people had complained about having to kind of bend down slightly and pull out the rubber stoppers that sit within the charging socket. And, and I pulled them out and plugged the charger in and, and I found it painless. I really don't see what all the drama was about, to be honest. I think it was a very easy car to charge and I quite like the, the charging grill that pops up out the front of the car. Um, and one wonderful feature was when I got home and I... Uh, plugged in the the six amp charger or uh, the eight amp charge cable um, at home just to trickle charge it overnight. I popped out in the evening and and the MG logo on the charge panel, the kind of the part of the grill that pops up, was 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 pulsing with a white LED, which I thought was a very cool little feature, um, very futuristic. What can I say? Uh, the drive modes. Now, um, I was comparing the drive modes. So uh, on the Mitsubishi Outlander, I have an eco mode. In the newer cars that are coming out now, um, they have an EV mode also, which locks the um, Outlander into EV mode for as long as the battery will last, which probably as people go on, they find is less and less, as even the newer Outlanders seem to have a pretty um, interesting battery management unit. The, the MG has three driving modes, which is Eco, Normal and Sport. I really liked the pickup. I thought it was really reasonable. It's much faster than the Mitsubishi Outlander, that's for sure. Um, Eco reminded me of hitting Eco in the Outlander when I'm driving along. And Normal, I, I did most of my driving uh, in Normal mode when I was driving around. Um, I took the car driving on roads that I know. So I live out in West Auckland, which is in the out on the Waitakere Ranges. So I, I went to a pretty fantastic beach called Piha here in New Zealand and, and took it for a bit of a zoom along those roads. And it performed really nicely. I mean, the shorter wheelbase of the MG to me means that, you know, the handling's much more improved compared to the 
Outlander. Uh, of course, the Outlander is a, a, a lot longer car, but I've always thought that the 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 role the role could be a bit stiffer. You know, it's always slightly disappointing when the the car rolls on tight corners. Uh, that is the Outlander. Um, but the MG was great. I really enjoyed driving it. It was great fun zooming along in sport mode. It was great fun driving along in normal mode. And Eco, I can see why you do it because you do get it ex- um, um, improved range. What else can I say? I think, uh, you know, the rear view camera, reversing camera and all the sensors is really good. The MG Pilot driving safety technology. So it's very similar to what I have in my Outlander, you know, warnings, bings and bongs, telling you, uh, you know, uh, things to watch out for. They're all pretty similar, pretty standard these days. I found that I didn't find them too intrusive. I thought they were pretty good, to be honest. Look, for 50 grand, <laughs> for less than 50 grand, this is a real, the MG is a really interesting proposition like the funny thing is where I am in my thought process with this car is if I was to buy it currently I would need to sell my Outlander some people will be raising their hands up going yes finally Theo you're going to get rid of that Outlander get rid get rid of the gas guzzler but it's funny, the things that are holding me back are the things that I don't use that often. So the things that are holding me back is when we go on a long road trip, the range doesn't worry me because the charging network is so good here in New Zealand. I, I'm quite happy to do a road trip in, this, in an MG. Um, I've got no problem stopping off and charging and using the network that's available to us. That doesn't worry me. But uh, having the, enough room to fit all the stuff that we take on holiday, having the ability to, to, to tow, obviously the MG doesn't have a towing capacity. And I'm sorry to say, I just, I like having a slightly bigger car at the moment for my family. But the MG is you know, it's a it's a it's a SUV, right? It's a medium sized SUV, and you don't feel small in it. The only reason I felt slightly smaller in it is because I've been driving an Outlander. I think if you were coming from a sedan or something, or a, or a you know Honda, I don't know Honda Fit or something like that, you would find it quite big. And I really like actually driving it and looking down the bonnet. Very much reminded me of driving the Outlander, like. The only difference I noticed is I wasn't as high up, whereas in the Outlander I am a lot higher up. Well, not a lot higher up, but, you know, noticeably higher up. Yeah, I think this is a really cool car. Like, if I had my final thoughts on the matter at this moment in time, if someone came along and went, here, have an MG, I would say, absolutely, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a great car. It's a great car. I think... If I, what I should probably do for me personally is replace my my, my wife's car with this because this would be a perfect family city car. You know, for you can get the whole family in there, you can get all the stuff in there. Not so great for the, for the big trips or the, not so great for the big trips with a big family. But if, if there's only two of you, you and your wife, you and your partner, you and your girlfriend, you, you know, and your dog, and maybe you've got one kid or, you know, two kids... Two kids, you could probably do it if you put a cargo, a cargo box on the on the roof rack. You could probably go on holiday in this car. 
But um, for me at the moment, I'm I'm on the fence. I am so on the fence. I I could go either way with this car. I yeah, I'm still on the fence. I thought I thought I had made my mind up, and I thought I was saying no. Um, uh, I want to stick with my Outlander. Uh, I'm on the fence. I mean, I think what I probably will be looking into is upgrading my wife's car and and looking at an MG as the option because I think it would be the perfect car for her and 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 I would love to drive it. It's a great car. Uh, but I think we do, as a family, need a bigger vehicle. And I think that's why people traditionally have chose, gone with a FEV, right? It's uh, But... What always interests me about the PHEV is what I spend on tires and maintenance surprised me. I've spent a lot more on it than I thought I ever would. I think I've gone through tires a lot faster than I thought I would. I've had a few uh, balancing issues with the PHEV over the time, uh, wheel balancing issues and alignment issues, and um yeah, I've just gone through tyres a lot quicker than I could. It's, it's a really reliable car, and that's why I do uh, really like the PHEV. Uh, you know, the MG is going to be so much cheaper to run, guys. Like, I think... I was talking to the MG guys, uh, the MG team here in Auckland, and they were saying, you know, they've done a rough calculation that, you know, over uh, 60,000 Ks, it might cost you uh, a thousand um, a thousand bucks to service. So what's that? That's not a lot. That's like 100 and something per 10,000 Ks you're paying to service the vehicle, but you don't need to get the you only need to get the vehicle serviced every 20,000 Ks. So that's pretty good. And um I think they worked out all up in terms of running costs and uh you'll save about 8 grand in terms of running costs on this car compared to a traditional ICE version of of, of a similar vehicle so it's going to save you money it's a cheap EV it's going to save you money it's got a lot of bells and whistles it's got a you know pretty decent entertainment unit it's got very cool uh driver assistance features it's got a glass roof it's got a decent amount of space for tall people mm. it's got a decent amount of boot space it charges fast. I mean, uh, you know, you can get up to 80% in what, like 35 minutes, which is pretty good on a fast charger. And um, it's got a decent range. I think you would find for 90% of your driving, 250Ks is more than enough. I mean, I drove, uh, yesterday I drove oh, probably around 60 or 70Ks. And I was I was pleasantly surprised how efficient it was. I had heard really bad... Um, reviews overseas, but I think that was prior to some software updates that had been done. And um, I was actually getting uh, better performance in the vehicle than what Mitsubishi had advertised. So that's uh, Mitsubishi, sorry, MG had advertised. So that that was really uh, great to see. Um, yeah, so look, I think it's a really exciting option. I think, the, I think we're going to see a lot of MGs on the road in New Zealand. And um, it's a bit of a wake-up call to other, all the other dealers, I think. You know, now's the time you need to be reducing your prices and making it affordable for people to switch over to electric because the demand is only going to increase. And if you want to get your cars out there before the competition does, you need to reduce those prices. 
um, because you know uh, you're going to very soon find yourself pushing uh, vehicles in um, a market where there's going to be we're going to be spoiled for choice, and hopefully the prices are only going to improve um, as consumers. So yeah, the MG ZSEV, really nice car. I I do actually think you should go and buy one if you're really interested and you want to move up. I you know I think it's a better option than the Nissan Leaf at this time. It's liquid cooled. The charging's really fast. It's got some really nice features. I think MG's done a really good job, and um, I'm still on the fence about it. I can't make up my mind. I thought I thought coming into the studio today, I thought I had made up my mind that it wasn't right for me. Well, or maybe just that it is right for me, but not now. I don't know. I mean, if I if I drove drove an MG for the next six months, I would probably very soon forget about the benefits that I think I have in my Outlander, even though it is worse for the environment. And I apologise for that, but I am just talking purely about convenience uh, and how it fits my family's runabout needs. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one for me. Uh, you know, part of me still just wants to get a bunch of money and put new batteries in my Outlander and, like, convert it to a an electric uh, Outlander or something like that, mainly because I'm crazy. But, um, you know, I, I, think, I think I like the idea of having a big SUV electric. So, you know, maybe... One day when the Rivians arrive to New Zealand and 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 uh, my audiobook startup is is making me millions, I, I'll go and buy a Rivian. But at the current time, uh, yes, I'm still on the fence. I am still on the fence about it. Who knows? Anyway, if you have an MG or you're thinking of getting an MG, go 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 and if you if you're thinking about going and getting an MG, go and take it for a test drive. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, it's a really great car. And um, uh, if you have an MG, flick me a message um, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever. Uh, you can email me at theo.gibson at evpodcast.com. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. What do you like? What do you dislike? Um, have you tried putting roof racks on it yet? Uh, you know, I mean, the, these cars are only just rolling out here in New Zealand. So, um there's a bit of time to uh, to for people to review things over Christmas period, go on holidays. I'm sure people who have just got them will be going on a road trip. I mean, who wouldn't? Let's be honest. And uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me what you think about the car. Is it a game changer? Is it as much of a game changer as I think it might be um, here in New Zealand? Because it is probably going to be. I think they just said it was the top selling car this month. So uh, let's let's see what happens, eh? Anyway, uh, that's enough of my waffle. Yeah, I'm going to stop waffling now. But that, that's my thought process behind the MG ZS EV. Um, it's a cool car. I like it. Uh, is it time to upgrade? I still don't know. Would I like one? Absolutely. But yes, I don't know whether it's time to say goodbye to the hybrid. I know in the back of my mind I should. But, you know... I don't know. Anyway, okay, enough for the <laughs> enough for this week. Uh, if you like what you hear and you want to uh, tell your friends about it, you can go to evpodcast.com and you can listen to the back catalogue of shows. Otherwise, um, we're on the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, we're there. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope the uh, quality is quite good. I've got a slightly different microphone this week. But um, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show and uh, do subscribe and I'll catch you next week. Okay, cheers. Bye.
The EV Podcast is proudly brought to you with help from OEM Audio, New Zealand's leading supplier of safe and reliable AC chargers and charging cables. For more information, go to www.evpower.co.nz. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, check us out on evpodcast.com or subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasting content. Thanks for listening.